We are on the cusp of a major social change. Do you feel it? Even if you don't, make no mistake, change is coming, and it is going to be unforgettable. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Hart, and here on Prime Spark, where we work with and on behalf of women over 55, I want to help you find that spark that will ignite your way forward, reflect your gifts to the world, and illuminate your path through this next stage of life. Through these podcast conversations, I hope to inspire you to see how you can make a significant contribution to some of the gnarly problems that are facing us right now. Join me, and together, let's discover our Prime Spark. Hi, and welcome to Prime Spark. I'm Sarah Hart, and I'm so happy you're here with us. Prime Spark is designed for women over 55 or close, with a goal to help us all live our happiest, most fulfilling, and productive lives now and in the future. The mission of Prime Spark is to change the way our society sees and treats older women. That's a big mission, which only means we all need to be involved and we need to get going now. And today I have the pleasure of talking with Nan McKay, a woman whose work I really admire. At 80, Nan McKay, a speaker on how to reignite your life with significance after 60, provides podcasts, YouTube channels, courses, and books to empower women. She helps women small business owners with their number one problem generating leads with targeted marketing by designing webinars and quizzes quizzes customized for each client. In addition to her Nan McKay Connects LLC, Nan is president of the board of a company she founded in 1980 when women couldn't get a credit card in their own name and now has over 2,000 staff. Nan has two buildings named after her in Minnesota, the Nan McKay Building and McKay Manor. With her energetic and upbeat personality, Nan lives her passion to live life to the fullest, make a difference, and empower women to live a long and meaningful life. Welcome, Nan. I'm so happy you're here today. Thank you, Sarah. It's great to be here. So just in getting started, let me ask you, do you experience getting older? And if you do, what is that experience? And if you don't, why do you think it is that you don't? Well, I'm 80, as you said. So yes, the answer is yes. Uh, I think we deal with two primary things as we age, finances and health. And as your body grows older, you're more vulnerable to medical issues. Medical problems uh, could have and do have, I think, an impact on your mind. And if you can power through those medical issues, whether it's a knee or hip replacement or something you can bounce back from, I think you can get through it and keep going. If it's life-threatening, maybe not. And so it all depends on I think the type of medical issue. Now, what I do notice 
is that I have lost several close friends. And I feel that that will increase, not decrease, as I live longer. Uh, I have a step, I had a stepmother who was 95. And she always said, gosh, all my friends I know have died. And I just don't have that anymore. And I think it's the historical friends, the ones that have experienced your history with you, that you miss that mo the most of anybody. And I think the key is, yes, go on to make new friends. But I don't think it's ever the same because of the history. So as long as I can get through the medical issue, my mind has less of an impact on getting older. I have a really strong growth mindset, which I think helps. I'm constantly learning. And I think both curiosity and creativity are the drivers. For example, let's take technology. I love what can be done with technology. Sometimes it takes me a little longer to figure out how to do something, but I have enough tenacity that I usually can do what I really need to do. And for the other things, I just seek help. So that's how I think your mind works as you age as well. And the key is keeping that growth mindset. Oh, I so agree with you, Nana. Um, I think we know now that some of the the things that keep us healthy and 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 going and feeling good, no matter how old we get, unless we have a real illness, and then that's different if we have some real health concerns. But other than that, uh, to have people in our lives, to have uh, a, an, have interests, to be learning, to be curious, we know that now that that kind of thing is important. I it's interesting you when you talk about um your was it your mother-in-law who lived to 95? Uh yes, it was Jim's mother. Right. My mother lived to 97 and I remember she said I don't have any friends anymore. And um it was that you know what she meant was all the people that have been friends for so long in my life, aren't here anymore. Did right. she know people? Sure. But they weren't significant people in the way that, that her old, her long-term friends were. It was good they were there. Um, but every once in a while, I think, what will it be like? What would it be like to outlive all the people who knew you when you were young? You know, and that happened. I mean, that happened to my mother. When she died, there was nobody left who knew her when she was young. And it's that history that you miss the most because you have stories back then. You remember things. They bring things up in your mind visually. And you don't have anybody to share that with. That, I think, is most sad. And that's what... I probably don't look forward to, but it's probably maybe it's just as well to think, well, it's a fact of life. And that's why you just keep making more friends and you just carry on. That's right. I think every once in a while I think, oh, I gotta remember to ask mother about that. And I think yeah. 
Uh, no, Sarah, not in this lifetime. Um, yeah, I think, and I agree with you, I think that speaks to making new friends and making younger friends, you know, so that um, so they are still around when you go, so that you don't end up with no friends. Uh, oh, okay, thank you, Nan. Um, what do you mean by reignite your life? What do I mean by reignite your life? I, I think back to what, how people are feeling today. And I think we have a choice when we start that aging process, which I think begins maybe sometime in our 60s. We can start to feel tired, maybe even useless, unexcited about life. Or we can think about what I call flying. We can create ourselves again. We tell our children, you can be anything you want to be. Well, now it's time to tell ourselves that. You know, we can whine about things like online technology, or we can tackle it or farm it out. We can whine about the environment. Or we can help plant some trees and help create a wildlife refuge. We can whine about anything. Or we can pull up our big girl panties and get to work creating solutions, not more problems. Solutions to little things or maybe become a part of something bigger. It's when we do nothing that I think we age. If we sit all day in a chair and read our iPads or watch TV, I think we could atrophy. We may turn to stone. As long as we're able to take another breath, we have to make that breath count. We don't know how many more of those breaths we're going to have. So why on earth would we waste any of them? And that's what I mean by Reignite your life. It's not going to be exactly the same as who you were before. You have a new identity that you have to create. But the point is, you have the choice to do that. And to think about the adventure of that. You know, that when you, when you say it that way, that can be pretty exciting. It really can because so many people... <laughs> ended up in a career that they had had for a good part of their life. Maybe not with the same company. They may have moved companies, but still a career. And I think that career was part of their identity. I know for me, it certainly was. Uh, you'd introduce yourself as president of Namake and Associates. That's kind of who you were. Back a few years, I used to introduce myself as Molly's mom, for instance, or John's mom, as we were going to school functions. So we had identities that were defined for us all along that journey. Now we open a new door and we're thinking to ourselves, Ooh, what's behind door number three? Because it isn't the same as door number one or door number two. And we don't quite know what's out there. But we have the opportunity, and that's where I think we have to look at it, as opportunity to say, 
well, what would we like it to be? Do I want to make a difference now in the world? Do I want to make a difference to just people that I know? Do I want to empower women? Do I want to work at an animal shelter? You could do anything you want to do because you have freedom. And you don't have to have that old identity anymore. You know, one of the things I was just, and you were talking, I was just thinking, I think what would be a fun thing to do. To think of an, a new answer to what do you do? Because when you, it used to be, I mean, when, when we were all younger, you would need somebody and you would say, um, hi, John, what do you do? Hi, Susie, what do you do? Um, <clears throat> and I wonder, do we still say that to each other after we get past a certain age? Or do we assume that Susie's not doing anything if she if we think she's gotten old? I don't know. I think it's a very good question. And that's the identity thing. Because I think if you have a new business, you might introduce yourself with that new business. And that seems to create that new identity. If you don't, and you're just kind of going along or sitting in that chair I talked about, then the question is, how do you introduce yourself? Well, I am an iPad reader. <laughs> I am a chair sitter. <laughs> so I say, hey, get out of being internal with looking inside and start to look outside. What could you do to give back, in a sense, the fact that you're still living. So what can you do to make other people's lives better? I remember so clearly at one point I was living in New York City and all of a sudden I was unemployed. And my whole life up until then, I'd been something. And I went out to dinner with a group of people I didn't know and sat down. And of course, the first thing the man sitting next to me was, Hi, what is what is your name and what do you do? And I said, hi, I'm Sarah Hart. And I froze. Right? Because and finally I said, I'm unemployed. And I thought the room was going to fall down. And nothing happened, including him. He just said, oh, and we went on with the evening. It was the most freeing thing that had happened to me in a long time. And I thought, that is so wonderful. I'm unemployed. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I do. <laughs> it was wonderful. It is freeing. And, and yet it is also awakening because you then realize, what is my identity? I don't necessarily have something I can respond back. Do I want one? Maybe yes, maybe no. And what is another way of responding to that question other than what I do in the world? Usually that means for money. Um, so I, I think that it's a fun thing to play around with, to, a new answer to what do you do. I, th I think that's fun. So, Nan, how many times have you reignited yourself? <laughs> oh, over and over again. Uh, I worked, I actually was a flight attendant back when I was 
20. And then I started working in the subsidized housing industry. I did that for 17 years. And that was great. I loved it. Uh, but I decided I wanted something else to do with my life. So I started a company. That's the big business that I have today. And in between, I started a bunch of other companies. And now uh, I'm sort of reignited again because, and I've done it about five times in this business over the last four years, starting with the podcast and going on to YouTube channels and going on to courses and writing a book and doing all that stuff. But I'm always thinking about, hmm, what do I want to do when I grow up? Now, I don't really intend to ever grow up, but point is that I I need to have sometimes something new to take a look at, something new to focus on. And right now I'm focusing on something that will generate revenue because if when you have a business, if you have three to five years they and you haven't had the revenue enough to offset your expenses, the government can say it's a hobby. And then they can go back on your taxes and recalculate any expenses that you took off. So that's why I'm thinking, okay, now settle down, Nan. You've got to think about something that will make money. What do you like to do? And that's where I decided to do, to kind of focus on this webinar quiz builder, because it's something I like doing. So I want to talk about that in a minute, but one of the things I'm curious about is what do you think stops so many women from reigniting even when they sort of know they want to, they need to, they certainly should, whatever, but they don't? I think part of it is the imposter syndrome where I think, ooh, do I know enough about that? Am I good enough? I think technology sometimes is a block to us because we start thinking, I can't even think as fast as the 20 and 30 year olds, let alone do what they do with technology fast enough. So I think that kind of, that, that gives us that feeling that, gosh, can I really do this in today's environment? I think that's part of it. I think another part is how society tends to look at older people. And that's where we have to kind of come out of our mm, thinking about what's it like to be old and what are people looking at in living in looking at the world today and how I fit into it. Don't you feel that, that there's maybe some messages, in a sense, coming that seem to put us into a box? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't know how. I, I'm, I think I'm going to start counting this because it would be fun to know. I don't know how many times I've been like, Sarah, when are you going to retire? So <laughs> one, of the, one of the big boxes is you get past a certain age and you're supposed to retire. And if you don't. Are you a workaholic? Do you not have any identity other than that? Uh, are you afraid to be home by yourself? I mean, there's no, from for a lot of people, I think, just because of the way people ask that question and then react, 
there's no thought that I love what I'm doing. Exactly. I want to I want to keep doing. Why would I stop doing something I love? No matter how old I am, why would I stop? Absolutely. You know, I think the biggest one for me is when somebody calls me honey or dear. I get the vision that they're looking at me like a little old lady that they think they're talking to. And I either blow them off or I think they need to be educated. So I put them in a box or I stand up for myself and set them straight. And usually that doesn't end very well. But I think when we look at our society today, why would we be surprised? It's an what I call it is an AAM society, all about me. And this is just a part of it. People are intrigued by, to me, stupid stuff, fame, popularity, and looks, which is so superficial to me. It's not really a very good model for our younger generation. But when you look out there, it certainly seems true. And then a lot of the, what I would call gentility or couth or manners or whatever seems to have kind of gone out the window as well. I was on a flight Saturday night and I got on the airplane. I was in row 21. I looked up and all of a sudden I was at 25. And I thought, what? And right then the the flight attendant came up and said, "Hun, your seat's back there." Yeah. And the and the numbering went from 12 to 20. There weren't any seats between numbers 12 and 20. So everybody who came through was confused. <laughs> but me, she treated like I was not going to be able to understand where I was, and I was confused. And in those moments, you know, like you said, you make a decision. Am I going to make a deal of this, or am I just going to sit down? And I decided in that moment, I am so tired. I'm just going to sit down. It's it's not going to make any difference if I say to her, I love the endearment, but actually I, I would prefer you not use it with me. Exactly. You don't even know me. You so don't how even... are you calling me honey or dear? Please right. don't do that. Makes me feel, and, and I choose to feel, really, I should say, that it triggers something on me that I'm choosing to feel a certain way. And I have to get over that and say, oh, go on with it. It doesn't really matter. I'm probably not going to teach them a lesson anyway. They'll probably do it again. Oh, no, Nana. I mean, that's what I decided Saturday night. And later I thought, I missed a teaching moment. That young woman comes in contact with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people every week, many of them older. Would it have made even a potentially spark of difference in her mind to see that I did not appreciate that? Who knows? Who knows? Maybe not. Maybe she wouldn't have heard me. Maybe she would have gotten angry. Maybe she would. It wouldn't have done anything at all. But it might have gone in. And and so I don't know. I don't know if it's 
I don't know if we want to lose those moments when we have an opportunity to make a difference, especially with people who have a lot of contact with people. So I don't know. Well, I think if you started out with, I feel, then it's easier for them to accept because I haven't said, you are a total dolt to call me that. Right. Instead, I've said, I feel very old when you say that to me and say, dear or honey. And I don't feel positive about it. If I if I'd be nice enough to say it that way, maybe it would have made a difference to her. I, don't I know. like that, Nan. I'm going to remember that because that is the truth. When when you call me honey, I feel it makes I feel old. And I actually don't feel old. So I would prefer you not do that. And since I'm really only 39, um, that does seem a little that you're getting putting me in an older box than that. <laughs> It'd be fun to see what the reaction would be to that. It would be fun. Oh, not only can this woman not count, she's also delusional. You know? <laughs> Okay, so Nan, tell me about Webinar Quiz Builders. What is Webinar Quiz Builders? Well, it's one of the things that I've talked about in my head with myself because I've had to learn a lot about what to do online. You know, I've had all these other businesses, but I have not had to really deal with technology until I started this online business. So I think that generating leads and marketing is one of the biggest challenges for small business owners today. And I say, especially women over 50, who just maybe aren't as technologically savvy as those young people who just grew up with it. And so we struggle with it, we tolerate it, and we complain about it. And okay. women over 50, as a huge generalization, have been taught not to put themselves forward. So this is, I'm good at this. I can do this. This is how I shine. True. And in fact, it's kind of interesting. There is a major big company in the U.S. who is currently being sued because they referred to their supervisors, their managers, who were women, as dino babies dinosaur babies no because of the lack of understanding and getting technologically savvy true actually being sued today they should so, be yes i think it's a problem that a lot of us have and because i happen to like te technology but it takes me longer to learn it but i like it so I actually owned a computer software business for 15 years. So that tells you a little bit about how I did like it. And so I thought, well, you know, everybody doesn't want to take the time that I have taken to learn how to do some of these really technology-based marketing things. So I thought, okay, I, I have learned it. And maybe I can share my learning, not on how to do it, because that will take just as long as I had to take, but instead, 
to actually do it for somebody. So what I found is that I learned how to do a quiz. Now, quiz is not just going online and seeing some of these quiz programs and thinking, oh, that's all there is to it. This, uh, if you're really going to generate leads, you have to look at this on a much longer picture and greater picture to it. So for instance, when I found out how to do this and I started using it in my business, I actually increased my leads by 1,025%. Wow. And you start with the quiz and then you go all the way through your offers. So it, it means that you're doing helping them with videos and video scripts. You're helping them with writing reports to explain what they chose on the quiz and giving people the feedback. You're setting up the webinar. You're helping them with the script if they need that on the webinar. You're helping them with Zoom. You actually may, we actually can provide somebody that can move the PowerPoints with them if for them if necessary. Um, we can help them with PowerPoints. We help them with email sequences. So it's all this stuff that is really techy, techy, techy stuff that I know am helping other people do so they don't have to put the time and effort into learning it like I did. Uh, so and somebody, who may, somebody who may not know, what is a quiz? I mean, people may have a funny opinion of a quiz. Okay, so let me give you mine. Mine is, what is your number one productivity style? So I, you think of something that leads to where you want them to go. Now, why I chose that quiz question is that I was doing a productivity class. It's a four-hour class. So I wanted to lead people to the class, but people that don't know you are not just going to sign up and pay for your class. So I had to go back and say, okay, let's think of a quiz that would hook them into <clears throat> people that are interested in improving their productivity. And of course, 2023, January, new year, why do people go to gyms in January? Because, you know, they want to get in shape or they want to get productive. So it's a good, I think that thought the timing was good. So I worked out this quiz and then you, you develop quiz questions that lead them to categories and you end up with, in my case, you either, as you answered your questions, were analyzed to be a, your primary style being a lion, a beaver, a flamingo, or a zebra. And then each of those led to productivity blockers, their, only spe their own specific productivity blockers. So then I led to the webinar, and then the webinar, which is free on your webinar, you talk, give them little bits of information, but not the whole thing. And then that is where, on the end of that, you sell your quiz, or your, I'm sorry, your class. And at the end of the class, you should have another offer that you're offering them. So it's building your marketing plan in a way starting with your quiz, going all the way through to your offers that you're making at each one of these junctures. Sounds sort of fun. It is. 
And this way, because I've done it all, I can really have fun helping people by leading them through every step from start to finish. Yes. So we are almost out of time, but I want to hear about your book, Gold in the Golden Years. Yes, it was kind of funny. I was in the middle of this, um, another group that I had joined that was teaching me a lot of things, which I tend to do. And they said, you need to establish your, oh, not legitimacy, but who kind of who you are. So people will see, okay, this is a person I might like to know and trust. And they said, the one way you can do that is through the book, writing a book. I thought, writing a book? Oh, good heavenly days, write a book. But I thought, well, I could probably do this. So I did that pulling up of the big girl panties and said, okay, let's write a book. So I wrote about a 350-page book. And it's called Gold in the Golden Years. And it takes you through two segments. One is, is starting a business something you'd really like to do? And is entrepreneurship right for you? So we go through the the feeling of that. And then the other part of it is, okay, so if you want to do it, let's choose your business. And here's how to set it up. And here's how to operate it. And here's how to make it grow. So that's what the book is all about. But what I did, what's unique about it, I think, is that through my podcast, Trailblazers Impact, I have interviewed about over 300 women. And I took little excerpts, and because I had videos as well, I took little excerpts of those women that some of the women would talk about a particular thing. And I put what they said as a quote into the book with their picture and their contact information so that they could go to my page on the website and read about them. So that, I think, helped because it was like taking my tribe with me to explain in a variety of ways, through a variety of voices, how to do all this. I think you are uniquely suited to write that book. (laughs) This has been delightful, Nan. So if somebody wants to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Well, the easiest way is is probably my email, and it's nan at nanmckayconnects.com. I have a website, and it's nanmckayconnects.com. I'm, of course, on LinkedIn and I'm on Facebook and all that stuff. But uh, if you go to my website, you can get a feeling for who I am. And you can see all the guest profiles and listen to their podcasts for empowering women going through some of the struggles that women have had over the years. I go all the way back to people who grew up in the civil rights era. And then I also have some people who were chosen as the 40 women under 40 in a particular city. So I have a wide variety of people to listen to. And then you can go to my YouTube channels, which are Trailblazers Impact Interviews. And then I have a new channel called 
significance after 60. I'm thinking, did I say over 60 or after 60? I think I said after. Um, I That's ridiculous. Can't remember my own YouTube channel. But anyway, that I think will give people an idea of some of the things that they can participate in, think about for their own significance after they've reached the age of 60. Fantastic. What, what a dynamic, energetic woman you are. It's so much fun. So, so that's our I time. Love, I love life. And I think I, that's the answer to a lot of things. If you have a mindset where you love life, life will love you back. A speaker I heard while I was away last week said, it's fun being me. That's what she says to herself all the time. It's fun being me. I love yeah. that. So that's our time for today. Please join us again. You can find our Prime Spark podcast on every popular outlet. Find out more about Prime Spark at www.primesparkwomen.com. Thank you so much to my guest, Nan McKay. And don't forget, you can find her at, well, her website is www.nanmckay. So it's N A M. M-C-K-A-Y connects.com. Yes, be sure you don't go to the namakay.com because that's my other big business. Don't go there. <laughs> so thank you for being with us. Spread and tolerance this, and love. This, this will be posted on my website so people can access it there as well. Great. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Sarah. Oh, thank you, Nan. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like to stay updated, you can head over to my website, primesparkwomen.com, and get my free spark guide, Seven Questions to Ignite Your Spark, to help you discover your own spark. See you in the next episode.